this morning, our gospel lesson comes from Luke 4, 14 to 20. If you are able, will you please stand for the reading of the gospel? Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, and to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened upon him. Thank you, Lord, for this gospel reading. Bless it to our memory in Jesus' name. I'll tell you, when you experience freedom, it's a bit complicated, isn't it? It could be. So this morning, for a few minutes, I want to preach from the topic, freedom. Can you mouth that with me? Don't yell it out, just mouth it. Let us pray. Loving and gracious Lord our God, anoint my eyes and tongue. Help me to see and hear as you would have me to. Help me to speak in ways that will honor you this day. In the name of Jesus the Christ, I pray with thanksgiving. During this pandemic, with the restrictions that have been in place, even though the state is now at stage five, on its back-on-track plan, we still recognize um, that there is still some restrictions that people are feeling. But I have good news. And the good news is, in the midst of this pandemic, you and I are still free. Yes, we are free. We're free to forgive ourselves and others. We are free to love. We are free to love those folks like Jesus loves those folk. We are free to assemble in America. We are free to be fearless. If I were to take a poll right now, how many of you are really fearless? We have the freedom to be fearless. We have the freedom to travel. We have a, the freedom to be a blessing to others with our words as well as with our actions. We are free to be kind to strangers. We are free to be kind to the other. And yes, we are free to be who God has created us to be. Now, I'm sure that you can think of other freedoms that we have in this country. Yes, we, we are free. And this freedom that we disciples of Jesus Christ experience is because of our relationship with Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. This freedom gives us the courage and boldness to be his witnesses here on earth, continuing the work that he began here on earth. And what work is that? Well, you heard about that work as you listened to the gospel lesson 
that was read in your hearing on today. Jesus arrives at the synagogue, which is his custom. He goes and he is given the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And he reads, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach. Now let me just share with you, I'm going to look at the King James Version translation this morning and expand upon that, that this particular text speaks of. He hath anointed me to preach, to proclaim, to publish divine truth, the gospel, the message of forgiveness, the message of pardon, the message of deliverance, the message of liberty, to the poor, to those who are helpless, to the one who is without dignity, to the one who is in need of lifting up. He hath sent me, he has sent me on a mission to heal, to heal spiritually, to make whole the brokenhearted, those who are crushed, those who are completely shattered in thoughts, feelings, and mind to preach the divine truth. And preach what? Deliverance, freedom, pardon, forgiveness to the captives, to the prisoners, and recover of sight, restoration of sight to the blind, physically blind as well as those who are mentally blind, and when you're mentally blind, you have a, the condition of self-conceit or high-mindedness. One who is lifted up with pride. Jesus goes on to say, I've come to set at liberty to pardon them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable, the approved year of the Lord, one who is supreme in authority. And as the scriptures uh, stated in your hearing, after he read this text, he sat down which was the appropriate posture of a teacher. And he said to them, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The fulfillment of this scripture is this. Jesus has come to set people free. And throughout his ministry, he carried out this work, setting people free. To proclaim that through Jesus Christ, we have freedom is to proclaim that we no longer have to be like the world, but we can truly be the people who God has created us to be. And we can only know who we really are, we can only experience our God-given potential through this relationship, this intimate relationship, not just name-only relationship, but this intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. In Matthew, Jesus reminded his disciples in Matthew 28, I've been given all authority in heaven and earth, so now you are to go forth and make disciples. That's what he said to his disciples then, and that's what he's saying to us today. You go forth and you make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always. That freedom that we received in Jesus Christ, we're to go and share it with others. And the same power that empowered Jesus to carry out his work is the same power that you and I have been given. The power of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. He empowers us. He gives us the boldness. He gives us the courage 
to do that that Jesus Christ calls us to do. Wow. This freedom that you and I have received is a freedom that he wants to offer to everyone. And in order for them to know about that freedom, they'll look to us, his disciples, to share that with them. Yes, we are free to be who God has called us to be through Jesus Christ. What does that look like? Someone may ask the question. The list can be exhaustive, but I would ask you to look at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2, and get a glimpse, just to get a glimpse of what that would look like. I want to read from the message, another uh, translation of God's word. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Please hear. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering, embracing what God does for you. It's the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants from you, and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity, in you. Hmm. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for God. Yes, we have been given this freedom through Jesus Christ. And we're called to share that freedom with all. As I think about this freedom on this uh, Lord's Day, this World Communion Sunday, I cannot help but remember that initial freedom that I received. The greatest freedom that you and I have received is the freedom from the penalty of sin. Romans chapter 3, verse 10 states, None is righteous, no, not one. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 continues, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have been separated from God because of the sin condition that was entered into this world, the first Adam. But here's the good news. Romans chapter 6, verse 23 states, For the wages of sin is death, yes. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he paid the sin debt for you and for me. And we experienced at that moment when we confessed our sins and asked for forgiveness and invited Jesus Christ into our lives, at that moment, we experience not only forgiveness, at that moment, we also experience the beginning of eternal life. Yes, eternal life now here on earth. 
and that eternal life will continue forever. Yes, we became free from the penalty of sin at that moment. And as disciples of Jesus Christ, we know that when we sin and confess that sin to God, we have the assurance that God will forgive us. Again, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 states, If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we do that, we then experience power over sin, which means then that the power that sin would have over us when we confess that sin, that power is destroyed. You know and I know on this journey called discipleship, we did not always live up to who God is calling us to be through Jesus Christ. And so, yes, on a daily basis, we do have to confess our sins, be they sins of omission or sins of commission. Here's the good news again. When we confess those sins, regardless of how we feel, the fact is we're told in God's word when we confess those sins, we are forgiven at that moment. Yes, we are free to be who God is calling us to be through Jesus Christ. Oh my, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of mankind all that God has in store for those who love God. I want you today, I declare to you today, walk in the freedom that is yours through Jesus Christ. And I have a special word for our children, our youth, and our young adults. You are uniquely made. There is no one else like you. So don't look to the right nor to the left, comparing yourself to someone else. They will never be you, and you will never be them because God has not created you to be like anyone else. God has created you to be a unique individual. And you will discover your God-given potential only through your relationship with Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. You will only discover who you're really created to be through your relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't be a counterfeit. Be the original you. Walk in your uniqueness. Take hold of this relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. Move it from the back burner Make it number one. Make it center stage. May Jesus Christ be your number one priority. Children, youth, young adults, and yes, adults and seasoned saints. Yes. <laughs> We're free. We're free. We're free. We're free. Thanks be to God. Let us walk in that freedom, being obedient 
to carrying out the work that Jesus Christ began. Let us pray. We give you thanks, Lord Jesus, for being obedient, even obedient unto death on the cross. Because of your death and resurrection, we, your disciples, can now walk in that freedom that is ours through you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. To the honor and glory of our awesome living God, amen.